submit yourself to authority. How does it reflect in your life? You say, go. And it goes. And then you say, come. How? Because you are submitting to what? Authority. Never in your life as a believer speak here or talk here of anybody. You can give your boat, give your salary, give your first fruit. God, after you are giving, will give you instruction. That is the essence of giving because there is an instruction coming after and you must obey it. Now, last Sunday I started with, uh, you know, I started a new series and I will look at the thanksgiving aspect of it. That is difficult to rule and reign in the supernatural or to supernaturally rule and reign and lead or take dominion without uh, being thankful unto the Lord. And I showed you examples in the scriptures, which is very important. Uh, but today God has put something in my mind that is very, very critical. Uh, it's very important for everybody. So you've got to listen today. It's very important. It's very instructive as to how to live a life of dominion in the scriptures by this by the spirit of the Lord. It's very, very important. You know, remember Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. It says he washed on them and they washed us. Alright? He loved us, he washed us with his blood, and made us kings and priests unto God, uh, his father. Uh, to God and Father, to, uh, to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, with God, dominion is forever. Glory to God. Yeah, it's forever. I, I want you to take note of that. There's not, never going to be a time that God will take a vacation out of dominion. He's always in charge all the time. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So, he wants us to reign. That's why he made us kings. He wants us to what? To reign. In Romans chapter 5, verse 17, let's see Romans chapter 5, verse 17. You see what I'm talking about. He said, For if by, if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, we reign in life. Now, look at that. He said, death, look at it, death reigned. Then he said, we are going to reign much more because we have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Somebody say, I reign. Now, I want you to know that this is the bedrock your dominion lifestyle. Not because you are smarter than others, but because you have received abundance of grace. Is that clear? And then you have received the gift of righteousness. And he said, we reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Now, you know we talk about this. When we say dominion reigning, I mean, it's not destruction we are talking about. We are actually talking about being in charge. We are talking about uh, being in control. Being in control. Be in charge of events of life. Be in control of sin and diseases. The Bible says, sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, 
but we are under grace. Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Somebody say, I'm under grace. Now, can you connect it with Romans chapter 5, verse 17? It says, You reign in life because you have received abundance of grace. Can you see that? There are about 12 things you are supposed to have dominion over. 12 solid things. I wrote them here. But because of time, because what I want to share with you is very important. If you have dominion and you are reigning in life, supernaturally you reign over those things. One of them is sicknesses. Another one is sin. Another one is self. Self. There's so much self with people's spirituality. They are supposed to govern. There's something called self-governance. You, that's why you, you sometimes feel you are not disciplined enough. Simply because yourself dictates to the desires of your spirit. You know, I found out that whatever you want to achieve in life, you can achieve it. If you can put yourself or your flesh under control. Do you know that? How did you think Kuzembot became the fastest? Is it 200 meter or what meter is that? One of the fastest athletes. How did he think? He put himself in subjection. Do you understand? To training and discipline. And he broke a record. So that's why motivational speakers will talk and tell you you can achieve whatever, believe in yourself, blah, blah, blah. You can achieve, you know, put yourself this, put yourself, you will achieve. Do you get what I'm saying? If you take yourself through rigorous training, God forbid you have a disease or a sickness. I've heard of people who can't sleep for one week because they are sick. How many of you have heard things like that? But you know you could have practiced it without being sick. So how come sleep is taking away the fulfillment of your promises? No, no, have you ever? Have you, how come? How come? So what I want to share with you today, eh? it will help you this year. Because dominion is not just about praying and fasting. Being in charge is not just about um, reading and confessing God's word. There are some very, very strategic and sensitive things that you must put to work. And those are the major things I'm sharing with you. How God brought this to my heart is very, I don't think I've ever thought on this before. I'm not sure. Maybe I just mentioned it. So, but then this is very important. So, I'm speaking on operating in dominion by obedience. I want you to say after me, operating in dominion by obedience. Say it louder. Operating in dominion by obedience. Now, I'm, this is not something that wouldn't help your faith, to help you to actually achieve all those things that you desire of the Lord, to help your faith to achieve it. Because I need to open your eyes to see one or two things. 
God is a God of dominion and that is forever. First Peter chapter 4 verse 11, Revelation 1 6, I've shared that with you. So just take notes. So there's nothing you are doing that affects God's dominion. He's forever in charge. Whether you are alive or not, God is God. Praise God. Whether you are doing well or not, God is God. He has always been God from eternity past. It will always be God forever. If you believe that, can you say amen? amen? In fact, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, I will prefer amplify. The Bible made us to know that everything that was made was made by Christ for Christ. Everything, everything that was made. Look at it. If you can see it, can we read it together? One, two, three, go, everybody. For it was in him that all things were created in heaven and on earth. Things seen and things unseen, whether thrones, dominion, rulers or authorities, all things were created and exist through him by his service intervention and in and for him. Glory to God. You see that? Now, that's why when Jesus was going, he said, well, guys, go ye therefore, all authority in heaven has been given unto me. All authority in heaven has been given unto me. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. So guys, go ye therefore. So we bask, live, and operate in his authority. Alright? We operate with his he has delegated the authority, invested the authority in us. Because we carry him, we carry that grace and strength and then supernatural capability to live a life of dominion. Somebody say, I reign on the earth. Say, I reign in life. Say, I've received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. If you believe that, can you say amen? Amen. God is forever in charge. Now, you remember Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Um, the Bible says he made heaven and the earth, and then the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was opening over the face of the waters, so there was a problem between verse 1 and verse 2. Listen to me, everybody. You see, God made heaven and an earth fantastic. The scholars believe that there are many millions or billions of years between verse 1 and verse 2. So now, something had happened. Satan misbehaved with a group of angels, and then there was war in heaven. Why was it there was war in heaven? <laughs> and then they sent them to the earth. And then the scripture says that woe is to the inhabitant of the earth, for devil is now around, full force with his guys. And so what devil did was to come and disrupt everything that God created beautifully. Now let me tell you this, that you are born again and you are full of the spirit, if you are slack, devil will tamper with your life. So what did God do? When he saw the situation. Now, I want you to listen, you know, because you cannot operate 2019 in 2020. Look at your neighbor, say, God forbid. No, tell five people, say, God forbid, God forbid, God forbid. 
You know, some people I had to recover from 2017. You see, if you see what they did to me in 2019, terrible. What is it? She left my life. You will think it's something that is very serious. You say, I'm disappointed. They sacked me. Just like that, with all that done. They sacked me. 2017, 2015. You know, you know, it's not sometimes it's not our fault. You know why? We grew up listening to people saying things like that. You are talking about 2017, 2012, what they did to you in school, what they did to you where you started working, and then you grew up meeting somebody or growing up with someone who's always talking about 1940. You see, 1940 was the was the worst year of my life. I can't recover from it. As I can never recover. And you will see them saying it boldly. And because of 1940, they've wasted the remaining days and many years of their life. Are we in 2020 now? Let me remind your neighbor, say we are in 2020. <laughs> say this is 2020. <laughs> say wake up. Wake up. Do you remember one of the promises of God? He said that we do a new thing. Behold. He said you forget the former things. Is that not what he says? In the word? He said forget the former things. You know that it was later I realized in the New Testament when Paul was talking about former things. He said even I forget the sources of the past. Yes. My friend, the reason why some people would not be okay in life is because they held on to their grade in school. Because they were the best in the class. I am first class in class, does not mean you will be first class in life. There is a difference between the two, especially if you are in Africa, where class does not translate to the city. Are you getting what I am saying? Am I saying there is something wrong with being in first class? No. So this is 2020. How many of you are aware of that? How many of you know that 2020 is a glorious year for you? No, 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 you don't sound like it. How many of you know that 2020 is a glorious year for you? Say, this is my year. No, you're not bored about it. Look at, look at your neighbor, tap your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Say it like a negro. Say, neighbor. Say, this is my year. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, I've made it this year. Say, I'm more than conqueror this year. Say, I'm in charge this year. You believe you can you say amen? amen? I'll give someone high five, say congratulations. Hallelujah. So this is 2020. You have to be you have to be awake. You have to know that you know that you know that you know that God has moved and that you've got to follow him. Is that clear? When seasons change, God moves. God moves. God can shift and you are still there. You have to follow. Can you see that God, in Genesis chapter 1, 1 to 3, he was in charge. He was not disturbed about, he didn't even go after people who disrupted the earth. There was no mention of devil. Are you getting what I'm saying? There was no, you know, I banned you. There was nothing. God, in his own dominion and supernatural control, said, let there be what? Light. Dominion. And the Bible says that they're not born dark, darkness well. Because scripture later said in John chapter 1, 
that light shines and darkness cannot what? Comprehend. So as God spoke, let there be light, darkness packed. God is in charge. See, let me tell you, even whenever you feel you are not in charge, just know the God you carry is in charge. Are you getting what I'm saying? Have you ever felt frustrated? Have you ever felt disturbed? Have you ever felt confused? Have you ever felt stressed? Have you ever felt anyhow? Just know God, you are in charge. You are in charge. You are in charge. Those guys were trying to cross with Jesus Christ. Jesus was sleeping in the storm. Dominion. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature or living thing that moves on the earth. Go to the next one. And God said, See, I have given you every arm that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Yes? And then he says, also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, you can see the details, to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every grain uh, for food, and it was so. Can you imagine? He said, I gave it, and it was so. So now, it's bearing that he has given it. And the Bible says it was so. What is the proof for that? He said, image, sun and the moonlight, and it was so. And we could see that. So everything he made there, it was so. And we could see that. But you know where I'm going. In chapter 2, something happened. You know, chapter 1, he spoke those things into being. But they were not physically in existence. Some of you who are scholars might be debating this. But I will say it. Or I have said it. He blessed man that was not physically in existence because he blessed the man, made the man, and later formed the man. In chapter 2. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Now I don't have all the time to read the scriptures. Form the man. And Bible says he breathed into his nostrils. So the man he created in chapter 1 was in him. And he released that spirit that was created in chapter 1 into, the, into what he has formed with his hands. Are you listening to me? Now, I've told you this before. Never engage your hands when your mouth has not created whatever you want to come with. Never form or try to put any structure in place when you have not created by faith. Declared. So, but that something happened. He called the man. Let's read from verse 15. Now look at what the word says. It says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Now, listen to me everybody. When he formed the man and breathed into him, that's verse 7. And Bible says the man became a living being, but the man was not in the garden. Then God went to plant a garden to put the man. Now I want you to listen up. When God planted the garden, the guy did not plant nothing. Now, don't try to plant where God has planted. 
You are just going to be frustrating yourself. Your job is to till and to tend. Is that clear? But this is where I'm going. Then the Lord took him there and said, Tend and keep. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. I hope that is clear. So, he said you can eat of every tree, but look at it. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And the Lord God said it is not good for a man to be alone. You, we always take note of this verse, it's more than every other thing here. I will make him a helper comparable to him. You don't have a, a, you don't have a fellowship with God that God gives you caution and words of instructions, things to do and not to do. You are thinking about marriage, you are wrong. Forget it. Have a relationship with God. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Hadab to see what he will call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. Adam was in full dominion. Adam was calling the names, he named Lion. Full dominion. Let me tell you, as a matter of fact, then animals were not eating animals. In Garden of Eden, animals were not eating animals. I know because you know most of us are young, we always look for things like this. At the end of the day, you're not going to apply it. You just say, Whoo! Teeth. <laughs> so what's teeth about? So let's go on. But see, let me show you something here. And then Bible says he caught Adam was in full dominion. I want you to see that. And then Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the boss of the hair, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Why am I meeting all these helpers? And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, leave the rest. Let's go to chapter 3. You know, in chapter 3, there was a... No, no, no. If you, I mean, if you need a relationship, just get closer to God. You get... You are said to... It's not hard. Relationship is not hard. Just get closer to God. Make up. Do... Be good with people, look nice. It's simple. Praise God. <laughs> you know, in Genesis chapter 3, that relationship stop of chapter 2 caused problem in chapter 3. Why are you eager to, to skip the processes of God in the scripture? Can you see? As God in this says, this is serpents. You shall not eat of the every tree of the garden. Now, the serpent came to challenge what God said. Listen to me, everybody. You know, you came into this year with word. Loaded word in your stomach, word in your lungs, word in your chest, word in your head, word in every part of your body. And then, you said, this is my year, dominion. You know, some of you, you, you did not even stop at communion. <laughs> you just, liberty, dominion, uh, fruitfulness. Um, um, what else? All those things, all those words in town. Uh, uh, breakthrough. Uh, 
uh, year of my marriage. Hence I die. All those things. <laughs> Give me my wife, hence I die. I don't know. People have. Have you been seeing those kind of things? I see them sometimes. Die. Die. What's that? <laughs> Give me my wife, hence I die. As God indeed said, you shall not eat of everything of the garden. How does disobedience start? When someone has been led by the spirit of devil, or when the devil himself questioned what the Lord has said in your heart. Look at the next verse. And the woman said to the serpents, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, We shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. God did not say all these things that he said God said. God didn't even say you shouldn't touch it. He said don't eat of it. And then God didn't say the fruit of the tree. He said of the knowledge of good and evil. There was no specificity as to what God... Do you get what I'm talking about? But don't let us go into that. This is where we want to go. Because she actually showed like she had some level of knowledge. Those who disobey God, they have knowledge. Go to the next verse. The Bible says, Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. That makes me remember Monsignor's old films. You know, <laughs> you will not die. Taste it. How many of you, you are aware of the film I'm talking about? Ah. Uh, what do you people watch now? Aurora. Pinky. Pinky, don't die now. Is that what you are watching now? I remember. You shall not die. Those demons have sons. Look at it. He said, For God knows. Can you see the authority in the voice of devil? For God knows that the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Can you see the way devil is deceiving them to be who they were already? Can you see? You know, the Bible says, let's make man in our image and in our likeness. And the devil is saying, eat it, you will be like God. God knows you will be like him. That's why I told you not to eat it. For your information, God normally eats it whenever he's on his way to come and fellowship with you. <laughs> and then, see what happened. The next thing that happened. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, saw, somebody say saw. Look at your neighbor, say, what are you saying? Don't forget in 1 John chapter 2 verse 15, the Bible says, don't love the world. You see, I have to package this message so that it doesn't look like the deeper life. Do you understand? I love deeper life. If I come, I come. You know, disobedience. You get, you know, there's a way I can say it. That by now you'll have started asking for the forgiveness of your sins. So, but I am packaging it in a charismatic, more appealing. Do you understand? So that you can discover your own there. That you have knowledge does not mean 
The devil cannot outsmart you. Yes. Especially when your knowledge. Devil that quoted scripture to Jesus Christ. You know he quoted scripture. He told Jesus, you know it is written. He said, turn this stone to bread. Jesus told him, he said, no. Man shall not live by bread alone. By every word that proceeds from it. He said, for it is written. Good. Devil was looking at him. He took him to the pinnacle, the top of a particular uh, building, and he said, jump down, for it is written. He will command his angels to... So devil used it as written as part of his own temptation. So he repackaged. Have you seen packages in town? Ah, <laughs> no devil and God. <laughs> packaging everywhere. So devil just repackaged and said, for it is written, it should, he will send his angels to carry you. Look, there are baits of the devil in town. You have to be very careful. The first one, eat. The second one, it told him to jump. The last one made him to see. That's when Jesus now told him that it is spoken. And since the devil cannot hear what is spoken, <laughs> he lost the battle. But he knows what is written. The devil knows what is written. If you are still here, can you say amen? amen? Devil knows what is written. But he doesn't know what is spoken. He has logos, but he doesn't have rema. Is that clear? And that is why it's with rema that we overcome all the vices of the devil, or tricks, or tactics. Look at it says, so now, so when the woman saw the lust of the eyes, that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its, of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Lord have mercy. Actually, the reason why the woman fell was because the man fell. He could have been redeemed. You know that? You know, Jesus was tempted and Jesus did not fall. And that's why his body is redeemed. Is that clear? The power that held the humanity was in Adam. Where the serpent was actually going, the main target was Adam. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you see, if he had come directly to Adam, Adam could have said, It is written. Are you getting what I'm saying? But what am I trying to show you? They ate the fruit. But do you know that people said, well, some people said, uh, is apple, is orange. What I want you to see here wasn't what they ate. The disobedience here is not what they ate. The disobedience here is that they ate. Are you getting what I'm saying? The disobedience here is that God gave an instruction and they did not keep to it. So it wasn't really about the fruit, it was about obeying God's voice and directives. Disobedience is the cause of the loss of Adam's dominion 
and authority. Now don't forget, it was that authority that devil was promising Jesus. He actually lost the authority. For the devil to be promising Jesus, he said, see, just worship me, I'm going to give you all these things. He was promising the creator the authority to the creation. You get that? You know, I think I listened to a message. My mentor was sharing something. He said, the reason, he said, women should respect men. <laughs> he said, women should respect men. He said, Adam look at his body. Already dead in sin. And Adam had to die and give his life to his, to his wife. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you still here? But you see, Jesus refused. Where you can say, well, Jesus was not married. I know some of you in your hearts now, you say, Pastor, don't go there, don't go there. Don't don't scatter our plan. This is 2020. (laughs) Don't scatter. Like I was speaking to a guy in this church, I said, Guy, post this picture. So it was in that picture. It was the one to post all the pictures. So, so you know the guy now. Huh? I should not say it again. So his picture was among. So he said, Pastor, I can't post this my picture. Ah, it will scatter apply this year. That this year, I've forgotten the way it. I can actually check, but it's no time. He said, We plan to advance or upgrade our relationship status this year, and all those things cannot work if we post this picture. <laughs> What has God revealed to your heart that the devil is actually speaking against? So authority was lost in first Adam, but aren't you glad that everything was restored in the last Adam? Glory to God. And that is why the Bible says that everything was created for him. Everything. Everything. Dominion was restored in Christ. Somebody say in Christ. Everything. We were back in Eden in Christ. Our positioning now in Christ is not to plant. He had planted. Our positioning is to tend, to till, to keep, and to obey his voice. Are you listening to me? And to obey his voice. Can you see the connection between dominion and disobedience? The loss of authority and disobedience? Can you see the connection? Can you see it? You know, I know there are some of us that believe that you know that now that you are in Christ, um, Jesus Christ obeyed because Adam, the last Adam, obeyed. Okay? He obeyed. So all of us we were redeemed. Now, after redemption, the work was finished. At redemption. Now that you are redeemed, 
there are certain instructions that is being given to you. That's why the Bible says that those who are led by the Spirit, they are what? Sons of God. So you still have to be led by the Spirit. Instructions will be given to you. The Bible says he himself, bear witness with our spirits that we are what? Children of God. So God instructs our hearts. God speaks to us. He talks to our heart. Let me show you something. It, if, if you want to really understand the impact of disobedience, let me show you something in 1 Samuel chapter. 1 Samuel chapter. Um, let's see. Because of time, just trying to cut. 15. I'm going to quickly read from verse 10. Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, First, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king. This is God speaking. God regretted. Can you see that? Do you know the way Saul became king? Do you know Saul was going to look for a donkey? And then met, had issues looking for the donkey and then somebody suggested there's a prophet and then God's word has gone ahead. Do you remember all those stories? And then he was looking for donkey and he became a king. And God said, all those arrangements, I regretted it. But do you know this is not the first time God will say it? In Genesis chapter 6, he said, ah, human beings. <laughs> you know, a deep dog, human beings. Ah, your heart is full of evil all the time. Listen. That is why the work of redemption was a perfect work. Listen to me. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16. He said, For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Somebody say, I have the mind of Christ. Now don't forget it was prophesied. I will create, I will put a new spirit in you, give you a new heart. Do you remember? Uh-huh. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 15. I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments, and it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night. Somebody made a mistake, somebody, prophet was crying all night. So both God and Samuel, they were not happy with Saul. If you read this story from the beginning, he was prophesied to Saul to go and destroy Amalekites. Do you remember? And he, went, he said, God told him, destroy everything. So when he got there, he saw nice cows, rams, robust, like, and Saul was lying. When Samuel came ahead, and Saul started lying, he said, you see, we have to keep some of those to sacrifice to your God. Ah, you need to read, see, when you read Bible, eh, just pray that God should open your eyes. You see how Saul was just lying. In the name of you, in the name of new creation, we say we are new creation in Christ Jesus, with righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, you understand? And then one side you are confessing Christ, and then the other side, lie. <laughs> you have not seen people lying before. Ah, uh, me, I've seen. Where are you? <laughs> I'm in Kano. Two minutes, you will see me. And it's in Lagos. Let me, let me tell you, let me, say, wait, 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 
you know those things. Wait. You know those, some, sometimes those things, eh? You are holy when you are with the brethren. Are you still a new creature in Christ? Yes. Are you still the redeemed of the Lord? The accepted in the beloved? Yes. Do, but do you make mistakes sometimes? Yes. Can you say boldly? Yes. Lift up your two hands everybody. Say, Lord, have mercy. And then you must be getting better. Do you know the reason why God does not regret now is because of the blood of Jesus. He sees us through Christ. The finished work. But you see, when we disobey now, we don't get out of Him. We don't get lost. We are still in Him. He's still in us. But there might be something we are missing. We'll be missing out on some things. And I can show you in the scripture. Look at the scripture. He said, Well, has not performed my commandments. It grieved Samuel and other. Verse 12. Quickly. He said, So when Samuel rose up, rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told, Samuel saying, Saul went to Cam- Camel, and then indeed he set up a monument for himself. And he has gone on around, passed by, and gone down to Giga. Then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Verse 14. But Samuel said, What then is this bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And now don't forget, because prophets are wise. You know, he didn't just come, God already told him. And then when he came, he was also sensitive. Was it? So what is this one I'm hearing now? He said, and so I said, they have brought them from the Amalekites for the people speared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Next verse. Then someone said to Saul, be quiet. Now, listen to me everybody. Your pastors might not be there to tell you, hey, Keep quiet. But you know you now have the Holy Spirit within you. Who witness with your spirit? You have the Holy Spirit within you now. Alright? Who tells you you are wrong? And then as you acknowledge it, you say, don't worry, I've taken care of it. Look at it. I will, and I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, speak on so Samuel said, when you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel when you were little in your eyes? Next verse. He said, now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Yes? Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord, why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. Can you see? And gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took 
of the plunder, sheep, sheep, and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Giga. You know that, you know, if it was Elijah, <laughs> Saul would have been consumed by fire. You know, can you see the difference between David and Saul? Now, listen, can you see the difference between David and Saul? Disobedience is crazy. Listen to me. You know that David would have suffered more if God had actually told David, go to the battle. David was just relaxed and saw a woman, beautiful woman, bathing and all that, and then committed adultery, arranged for murder, you know, those kind of stuff. But you see, let me tell you something. Let, wait, let me tell you something. Do you know, there was a time to encounter people. And then prophet, uh, prophet Nathan came. He said, blah, blah, blah. He said, ah, David was already judging himself indirectly or not knowing that he was the one. Do you remember the story? And then you know what happened? Immediately, prophet told him. He said, you are the one. He said, ah, that's David. There was no argument. David doesn't argue. Ah, I did it. <laughs> Can you see the difference? That's why Bible call one that he has a heart. is a man after my heart. He said, David is a man after my heart. Now, if you look at Saul and David, you kill David ten times before you even remember to kill Saul. Well, you know, let's just, just free him. He just say, you know, he destroyed the Amalekite, kept some sheep, and, uh, you know, okay with the king. You know, that's just, you know, but what about somebody who, you know, slept with somebody's wife and then killed the husband, then married the wife again, and then, you understand? As the Holy Spirit quicken your heart to discover your mistakes, and then say, ah, but the Holy Spirit, you know that it's not easy now. <laughs> That's what this guy was saying. The Holy Spirit, <laughs> I would have failed in that exam if I didn't cheat. <laughs> Holy Spirit. <laughs> Cheating in that exam was a promise of God fulfilled. But Holy Spirit, come to think of it. How do you want me to survive? Among all these bosses, who wants me to actually do fraud? I mean, I just had three zeros. <laughs> uh, Holy Spirit, you gave me this job and I'm not ready to lose the job. <laughs> you know the way, the way, when I got born again, eh? what we met in the body of Christ, Core, hardcore. Hardcore. You can't mistakenly get pregnant. Now, how does pregnancy jump on people? <laughs> no, 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 ask me, how does pregnancy just jump on people? Although people now have a way of rearranging. Do you get what I'm saying? Then it was common. Because, I mean, there were not too many contraceptives and all that. So, you know, how does, you, you just see somebody just get pregnant? Wow, we say, she has never been one of us. So, you know, at that time it was a holier than thou group of people. For us to now understand the grace of God. But I cannot forget that wonderful foundation that was laid. Because you can never be comfortable. 
Look at what he says. Go to the next verse. So Samuel said, As the Lord, as the Lord has great delight in both offerings and sacrifices, you know there are people who steal money to give. I heard a man of God saying this. I mean, he said, I don't know whether it's true. But he said there is no major buildings that are church projects in these countries that there is no fraud money inside. That one is only that one is only known by God. But let me tell you, there is no genuine man of God that we perceive this is a proceed of fraud. I will take the money. There is none. Look at it. He said, burnt offerings and sacrifices. Lift up your holy hands. You are lifting it up. Dance to the Lord. Give offering. Shout to him. You do all that in church. Giving him a spiritual sacrifice. But he said, in your heart, you are stubborn. You are disobedient. And this is what actually led to, the, led to the loss of the authority and dominion. To operate in dominion, you've got to be obedient. You know, God is very wonderful. Why they have it in mind to keep the king and then keep some stuff, they still won the battle. So that you won the battle does not mean you obey. Do you know they still won the battle? I mean, it's looking like hardcore stuff this morning, but I think it's better we start the year like this. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. Can you see that? Another kingdom talk. He was actually dethroned, though he was still on the throne. Look at what happened after. You know that Saul had problems. Look at it. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Okay. You think this is a repentance? Just wait. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. Now, listen. And as Samuel turned, Arrange to go away. Saul seized the edge of his robe and it tore. So Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. Let me tell you, if you are a businessman in marketplace, you can hear God's word and you can see the fulfillment of the promises of the word you heard in the next shop. Because you are disobedient. Did you get what I said? Did you get what I said? Alright. And also the strength of Israel will not lie, nor relent. For he is not a man that he should relent. If you are a career person here, let me tell you, no matter what happens in your office, you must take a stand and not compromise. Even devil in marketplaces are looking for believers who can be trusted. The devils in marketplaces. 
There was an interview, they asked somebody, said, hey, so you're a Christian. Are you born again? She said no. She is born again. But she said no. And she lost the job. They were looking for born again. Everything, everything else, she was okay. They just asked, are you born again? Because she didn't know who, are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody was on interview and said, ah, the way you are, they said, which church do you attend? He said, I attend so, so, so. He said, you got the job. He said, those who attend that church, listen to that man, you can never decide. You got the job. And then you hide your faith because you want to get a job? Many things are happening. You know, people are under prayer. The young people are going into all those vices and all that. The believers are not going into vices. They are going into something more coded. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now. Can you see? Please, before the elders of my people and before Israel, and return with me that I may worship the Lord your God. So he was much more concerned about his reputation. Praise the Lord. In the New Testament, I want you to see this. In the New Testament, to obey is to believe and act correspondingly. Now you can take note. To obey is to believe and act correspondingly. That's why you can use the word obey and believe at the same time. Or interchangeably. To obey is to believe and act correspondingly. We are children of obedience. In Ephesians chapter 2, if you read from verse 1, it talks about children of disobedience. It said, you were once like that, but we are not children of disobedience now. We are children of obedience. Alright? Look at it from verse 1. Let's see something here from verse 1. He said, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. He said, in whom or in which you once walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now walks in the sons of disobedience. Look at it. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves. You were once like that. Someone say, I'm a child of obedience. So what that means is that you were born by obedient God. You were born, that's Christ. He was obedient. So you were born by God, who had the nature of obedience, and then you believed. And you have the capacity to obey God. Let me tell you, it's not enough to say year of this, year of that. Have you ever noticed that most of the time people say all those things, it has become like part of the what makes you know that this is New Year. And then by January, February, March, April, people forget and then they live their life normally and all that. But one of the things that can keep you in charge is to always be consistent and be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. In Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, he says, If you are willing and obedient, look at what he said, You shall eat the good of the land. There is good in this land. Ah, I said there is good in this land. This land is too good 
In fact, it's more is uh, we can't say that, but you, you know, is is far far better than some of the lands you think are better. A land where somebody kept fifty million dollars somewhere, cash is a good land. I'm not life money. A king died. They entered into one of his rooms. They saw for the three thousand dollars cash. Already like full of doors, rusted. Some of them is a good land. A land where you just write a proposal, open a business. And the next day you are making profit, it's a good land. It's a good land. I know your challenge. What you think is that, well, there's no pipe bomb water, there's no good health facility, there's no produce one. Praise God. Our land is a good land. Amen. Amen. I know your prayer point right now is that, Lord, give me Canada as I die. Don't die. <laughs> yeah, my friend says carry engine for two years. <laughs> to pass his own exam. You think they are joking in that place? If you are a, if you are a lizard here, you cannot. You cannot change. You cannot change in Canada. We are children of light. Glory to God. Somebody say I'm a, I'm a child of obedience. Say, I have capacity to obey. We obey God and we obey authorities. There are different kinds of authorities that you have in your life. You have your parents, you honor them and obey them. Not against the will of God. God is the ultimate. You obey spiritual authorities. You obey spiritual authorities. Hebrews 13, verse 7. Let me show you something about spiritual authority. Remember those who rule over you, that's who have influence over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. You know, say, touch not my anointed. What earth is that? We are all anointed. Yes, you are right. He's actually talking about believers in Christ. We are all anointed. Somebody say, I'm anointed. So you should not be touched. I should not be touched. You are right. But scripture says you should remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Go to verse 17. Verse 17. 17. He said, obey those who rule over you. Now, you know the definition of those who rule over you, right? Those who have influence over you have spoken the word of God. You see that spiritual authority. And be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that will be unprofitable for them. Can you read this place, everybody? One, two, three, go. Is it for them? 
You don't just have a pastor. It's God that gave you a pastor. I hope that is clear. Because he said he will give you a pastor. And he did. Another kind of authority to obey is the government authority. You have to obey President Buhari. Praise God. Look at your neighbor. Say, I'm obedient. Now, listen, not because of whatever power or whatever, Bible says you should be obedient. Romans chapter 13. I know some of you are hungry right now. <laughs> Activists. <laughs> you are better be obedient. <laughs> He's not just going to deal with you. God will not be happy with you. God rules in the affairs of men. Some of you are not happy with Trump. <laughs> you are better be obedient. He's an authority. Oh. Okay, he says he's not our president. Well, is your president president? <laughs> all right. Go, Romans chapter 13 verse 1. <laughs> ah, all right. Ah. Those guys thought it was US that were in the plane. They went to go and shoot them. They shot themselves. They targeted, they targeted their army base. They, they caught nobody. US. You yeah, better be obedient. Be obedient. Someone look and say, lazy youth from, with all the struggle you've been going through. Somebody now come, ah! Not even my parent can try that. What? what why? Be obedient. Yes, and let me tell you. Let me show you where you have not been obedient. You know some of you, when the traffic is low at that, and then you just go there and say, what's this light? What's it controlling? There are no cars now. You just go. <laughs> no, don't mention names in this place. You don't need to mention. God knows them. <laughs> Do you know if believers are living right in Lagos, Lagos will be a better place? You don't know? We don't talk about it anymore in church. Everybody just wants to blow. Do you know that those who are teachers now they want to blow? Yes. <laughs> Let every soul be subject to the governing authority, for there is no authority except from God, and authorities that exist are appointed by God. He rules in the affairs of men. Go to the next verse. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. Can you see that? And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Next time you hear revolution now. <laughs> but pastor, do we balance this thing? Ah, what's it? Well, can't we, you know, ah, hate speech. I mean, God will give you wisdom. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. Next one. Be reading it. This thing is mainly for you. I obey government. <laughs> Be reading it. We are reading it. One, two, three, go. Praise the Lord. Let's stop. Just obey government. But let me tell you the power of operating in dominion. 
Operating in dominion is operating in authority. But if you are not submissive to authority, you cannot be given authority. You will misuse authority. You abuse it. That's why most of the people that hijack power, who plotted coup, they couldn't manage authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? They couldn't. Don't plot against people. Let me close with Matthew 8, 8 to 11. This is powerful. What I want to show you right here is very powerful. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. You would think that's all. Because Jesus said he's a great faith. Look at it. He said, for I also am a man under authority. So, you, you know these things better when you say somebody rule and control a military. This centurion was a military man. He said, I'm a man under authority. Look at it. Now, if I said, just speak a word, you don't need to come to my house. That understanding is deep. So he used himself to actually explain what he meant by the way he spoke to Jesus. He said, I myself am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. Verse 10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, As surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. No, he said, I have not found, as surely I say to you, I have not found faith like this. Verse 11, look at it. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. You are part of it. You just submit yourself to authority. How does it reflect in your life? You say, go. And it goes. And then you say, come. How? Because you are submissive. To what? Authority. Next time you are seeing people attacking men of God, or attacking parents, or never. See, we have every Godfather. You know Godfather? Michael Colioni, the wife, said, your son has had a bad memory of, of the family. He told the wife immediately, he said, every family has bad memory. I'm sure you are trying to search for one now. He's there, don't worry. Don't worry. That is, you have some people in the family that complicate issues for people. But never in your life as a believer speak ill or talk ill of anybody. Say that uncle is the most wicked in our lineage. I just hate him. Never, don't, don't. You see, let me tell you something. Whether you like it or not, there are authorities in their own regard. You may not agree with authority. But you can't disobey authority. That's why scripture says, Oh no, man. And the man under authority, I said, This won't go. Look, this year, as you say it, you will have it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
the power it reflects in what he says. He said, I said to this one, go! And he goes! And the reason is because I submit to authority. My friends, that's one of the ways to live in the supernatural. I have to just cut it because there are certain things I wrote. Powerful. God told Peter, he said, launch air. If you had disobeyed, that's the end of your business. If you had disobeyed, that's the end of their business. You can give your boat, give your salary, give your first fruit, 10th fruit, 100th fruit, tight, 50%. God, after you have given, will give you instruction. That is the essence of giving because there is an instruction coming after. And you must obey it. You must obey it. Relocate to Yobi! <laughs> God. <laughs> God of Elijah, send them fire. There is no listen. <laughs> it has come, it has come. Have you noticed that you can't keep God's voice? He reverberates. You, you, you hear it again. Are you getting what I'm saying? You hear it again. You, that's how you, sometimes you'll be sure because devil does not, devil is not like that. God so much loves us that he keeps the witnessing in our heart. And he comes back again, comes back again, and it will be showing you confirmations outside. That's when you just meet somebody and say, Ah, did you hear good news I heard about you, babe? Ah, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? And then you just receive a call. He said, This is from Yobe. <laughs> you know, there's a way you can be hearing the voice of God through the summer. People are trying to condition their hearing now. <laughs> Not me, Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Lift up your hands. Say, I'm a man under the authority of God. Say, I receive grace to submit myself to the authority of God, to the Lordship of Christ, and all that He has put over me. Say, as from today, as I declare God's word, none will ever fall to the ground. Say, I rule, I reign, I'm in charge, I control things. If you believe that, can you say amen? This year, be sensitive to God's instruction. Don't eat the fruit. Just hmm? obey. There are trees of knowledge of evil and good all over Lagos. In Nigeria, in your place of work, don't taste it. Alright? Don't taste it. There's so much reward in obedience. God will tell you, launch here and you launch. The power that will bring the huge cash is not because you are a professional. Is because God has said it. Are you getting what I'm saying? I hope you remember that the toy door night and caught nothing. Because he said, nevertheless, at your word. So, like, reluctantly, even if you have to obey, reluctantly obey. <laughs> and when you see one result after the other, another result, then, then you get used to obeying. Say, God, just speak. In fact, you'll be looking for his voice. <laughs> Say something else, Lord. The last time you spoke, hey, five million era. <laughs> Say something. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
he spoke again, you are married within three months. Eh? God. He spoke again, you are pregnant with twins. Eh? You will be looking for his voice. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will be permanently obedient. He says, speak law, your servants hear it. So I pray for you this year. You rule supernaturally in Jesus' name. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word by Pastor Papa Officer, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact plus 234-8035-858047 or send a mail to talkwayoffisayo at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.